It was good, people. Um, <clears throat> so first off, if I sound crazy, I'm sorry. Um, lost my voice last night, man. Had a dope show here in Atlanta, and um, the people showed up, man. We had a good time. So sorry if I sound kind of crazy, but I do have dates for you guys. Welcome to the Straight Out of Damn podcast, by the way. Um, it's crazy stuff going on. Like I told you guys, we're on the Paid in America tour right now, and uh, upcoming dates. So look. August 27th, we're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at Uppercut. September 15th, Kansas City, Missouri at the Riot Room. We uh, just got a new show added September 16th in St. Louis, Missouri at the Palomino Lounge. Uh, September 17th, we're in Indianapolis at the Hoosier Dome. Um, September 20th, we're in Athens, Georgia at the Gold Bar. And the 21st, we're in Lafayette, Louisiana at the Office Bar. And the 23rd, we're in New Orleans, Louisiana at peach records so um follow those dates if you're in the area man i definitely want to make sure we see your face uh pull up have a good time man if you didn't paid in america merch or straight out the damn merch it'll be greatly appreciated uh speaking of straight out the damn merch man go to straightoutthedam.com slash shop uh, we have a few more items left man we're trying to sell out of that merch completely before we update all of our new stuff so we have hats for sale uh we have dad caps snapbacks t-shirts hoodies Go there and check it out, and like I said, we're, we're selling this until it sells out, and then we're going to revamp it with, with some new ideas. Uh, so uh, what you have right now might mess around and be like a one-on-one, um, you know, limited edition joint. So uh, check it out. Definitely appreciate the people that are buying merch and, and supporting uh, you guys. What you're doing is not going unnoticed, man. I really appreciate all of the support uh, that you guys have been showing so far. Um, so... Like I told you guys, man, this week we had a special guest on the podcast. He's actually like a two or three. I think this is his third time being on the podcast. He goes by the name of Tope, um, and he's originally from Portland, Oregon. Now he's staying in, in L.A., spending time between L.A. and Oakland. And uh, we had him on the, on the podcast, man. Definitely had a good time, great conversation. And, and it, it's always cool when you have a conversation with somebody and it doesn't feel like you're, you know, forcing it. Like me and him were just really playing catch up. And so that really felt great uh, to have those conversations again. But um, definitely, definitely check out the episode. Any other announcements? Let me see. Hmm. Uh, just the shows. Uh, oh, Paid in America. We got added to another tour, Nothing But Time Tour. So check out uh, our sites for those dates. Uh, we're, we're hitting the road again with the homie AJ. And Div uh, Dub again, so it's it's gonna be a great time, man. Great season, and low key, working on some new music. Don't tell nobody. I just told you guys that, but yeah, new project coming. You heard it here first on the Straight Out the Damn podcast. Don't tell Coop that I told you guys this, but it's a new project on the way. Sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Um, you guys check out the episode. Let me know what you think. Leave uh, your comments. Um, questions, make sure you can hit me up on my cell, 678-872-2227. Give us a call, leave a message, tell people what we want to hear. We want to talk to you. We, we want to engage with you guys. So, uh, And we're starting a new segment where we're going to be calling you guys direct uh, just to kind of you know, boost up the morale a little bit. Man, I want to talk to you guys a little bit more. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're going to introduce that. Not next week. We got a super dope episode next week. Uh, but the week after that, we're going to introduce that. So um, that's it. 
no sponsor this week um if you want to be a sponsor on the podcast you know how to do so just hit us up directly um you can send a message uh you can text us you can hit us up on social media at straight out the den find a way um if we're interested in the product we think it's a match with our audience we'll definitely um have you as a, as an advertiser on this show so um that's it uh you guys enjoy the rest of your week uh thank you for listening straight out com. hey what's going on people it's last name good of the straight out the damn podcast and today man very special guest uh this guy man he's been on the den several times uh since the site's inception i mean 2012 up to now uh it's been quite quite a few times man we we've actually had a chance to meet in person uh at a3c a couple years ago man wrapped it up and um now he's back man he has another project and um you know he's still moving out here he's he's moving he's been from um from all up and down the west coast even word that he uh may be going overseas uh for a little bit man so help me welcome the homie tope to the show how you doing bro I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh man, no doubt, man. This is this is easy. This is like like a family reunion <laughs> almost, man. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny because I can specifically remember like where I was and we did the first interview and you just saying that it took me back to like being in the homie uh G Force's living room and we were all huddled around my phone, right. like doing the speakerphone, <laughs> all three of us trying to talk, and I just took me back. I remember that specifically. Yeah, yeah. That was um back when you were in Portland still, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think. That must have been Tetherball. Yeah, I think that was the project. Yeah, that was the project. Tetherball EP, I think, was was the project or something something like that. Yeah. Time's yeah, moving, that was a while man. ago, man. Time yeah. is definitely moving. <laughs> but it is cool to see, you know, like these relationships grow and you all of a sudden you've been rocking with someone for, for you know, we've been knowing each other now three, four years. Right, right. And, and like you said, had the chance to connect out in Atlanta and everything, which is, you know, always dope. Always dope to, uh, you know, do it in real life, too. Right. Absolutely, man. Kind of take these conversations from offline to like real life. And not be exactly. awkward about it too when we meet each other in real life, and it's oh, like, yeah. oh man, hey, oh, <laughs> it's like no, it's it's the same thing. So yeah, we hung out a couple times. That that was cool because it, I I ran into you like the first three hours I was in town. Like I right. got there, set set my bags down, and went to that first conference and was walking around with the homie Chance Fisher from uh, Virginia. Right, and I remember yeah. you just kind of called out my name, and I was like, "What's up? Uh, what's up?" You know, that was that was super cool. Yeah, man, definitely, bro. But you you back now, man, with the new project, and I was actually uh, listening to it again um, about an hour or so ago uh, today. But uh, some things got to change, man. So like, yeah, you know, the title number one is it, it definitely catches you know your attention immediately, and then the content. Mm-hmm backs up you know what you're talking about in the title um because i mean that's the truth man some things just got to change like there's no yeah. other way around it something's got to change uh for sure for you man like you know you you've been out here for some time and, and you've had you know a couple of projects now what was so important about dropping this ep right now during this time in this climate well i mean more i think just kind of like things I was going through personally um, with this whole move and transition from from Portland down to the Bay and to LA and just a lot of like personal trials and tribulations that I went through in that move. Mm -hmm. And then also just, you know, um, 
the last few years just been challenging myself to be more of an honest artist, more open with myself. And, and that's kind of the challenge with every project that I do is just like kind of peel back another layer, I guess, of like uh, maturing in my songwriting and, and like the themes I'm talking about. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to like uh, get into those personal subjects because a lot of my music is tends to revolve around what I've gone through personally and like, you know, real life experiences. And, and sometimes it's like, I don't, I can't put everyone's life out in the open, you know, like all this, all this information, like say someone like, you know, Drake or, or someone, you know, who does that a lot just will be straight naming people in his life. You know, like I can't necessarily do that because I'm going to have people coming for my head. So, um, but yeah, just just the challenge of like being being open, being honest. You know, there's songs like uh, "Let Us Pray" that kind of mm-hmm. talk about, you know, the current current things that are going on um, in the U.S. With you know, man, I guess we can just say you know terrorism and white supremacy and all this right, right. craziness, man. This uprising that's happening right now. So that was a song that was just like on my heart, I guess, and. Um, and just felt like it was important to drop. You know, there was times I was like, man, I should, I had that song for like seven or eight months, you know? Oh, and there wow. was times I, yeah, there was times I wanted to drop it as a single, but I wasn't sure how it would, how it would be received, you know? So um, that's kind of the story of the whole, the whole project though. Things just kind of never, didn't really work out as planned, but. But yeah, that's kind of definitely. I think "Let Us Pray" is kind of like a sleeper on the on the on the album. But a lot of people have hit me up and been like, "Yo, I really like that song a lot." So that's been cool to see. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's kind of almost a um. Well, I'll say for you know just being a listen to your music, man. Like everything you do is very transparent. Like coming off of a uh, broke boy syndrome, and you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, talking about family issues and and being that transparent to come into this project where it's kind of like it's it's face it's it's head on it's kind of like i can't avoid these conversations you know what i mean it's like this is stuff that's happening like i have to i gotta talk about it and being a rapper you know you have a responsibility um Mm -hmm. for those people that don't know that like you you kind of play both sides um as a producer and a rapper um on this project though and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't recall. Did you produce anything on this one? I just did like little post-production stuff. Okay. So if there was something small I wanted to add or just like, um, you know, once the songs were done, there'd be little drops or a little, you know, changing stuff here and there. Right, right. But for the most part, it was it was all Stuart Villain. And then the uh, How I Know is produced by Zach Stryer, which is like a young kid who's, who's super dope uh, out of Portland. So, so yeah, it was mainly the idea originally was kind of coming off of Broke Boy Syndrome with the chemistry that me and Stuart Villain were having. And mm-hmm. we're like, let's just do a full length project, you and I. And um, we did a lot of records. There's, there's like, there's probably, there's enough songs to make it a full length album. I just cut a lot of them off because I wanted to make sure that it, there wasn't any weak links, you know, there's right, like, right. there's, there's a lot of stuff that, um, they got cut off the album that was interesting there's even like a t&e there's like a song about my first group uh living proof and t&e breaking up kind of like it's it's there was some dope stuff but i just wanted to make sure everything was solid but yeah i was kind of hands off on this project which is 
to be honest with you is kind of the reason why it's not a full length and it's and it's for me when I listen to it there's little things that I'm like I wish we could have went a little bit deeper right right on this part here and there as as someone who does produce as well too like not to take anything away the production is I think is really good on all the songs but almost like stripping stuff down you know right. stripping stuff down and and then bringing it back and having more breakdowns that's something I'm looking forward to doing more on my next project with being you know working hands on in that in that um in that field right I got you it's kind of like one of those things where because you do both you it's hard to to avoid being a producer right like once you're a producer it's always there no matter uh who else is is maybe running the boards like you're always going to have those thoughts and those ideas being a producer um Mm -hmm. for you another thing that really caught my attention is um just the the art direction uh for everything like there's a, a certain look uh, from yeah. the project like when you see it can can you for those that um haven't seen uh the artwork i'll try my best to describe um the front cover is kind of you know there's a picture almost a mirror image of taupe you know on, on yeah, each exactly. side uh so give us your your thought process behind the artwork man is it i have my thoughts maybe i should share with you what i think it is and then you can try to tell me if i'm i'm close or if no I'm yeah like, go ahead go ahead all right so when when I see this and like I said, it's a picture of you and it's kind of a mirror image of you and it's saying something's got to change. It's almost kind of like you looking at yourself in the mirror is what I, what I got from it kind of mm-hmm. showing like, you know what? Yes. Some things got to change, but I also have to make sure that I'm voicing the things that need to change and not kind of just going by saying like, okay, it'll happen when it happens. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I have a responsibility here. Let me make sure that I stand up and say what I have to say. That's what I, you exactly. know, that's what I got off from it. Yeah, it was kind of like a um, when I moved, I my music slowed down a lot because when I was in Portland, I was so busy playing shows left and right, doing you know recording and work. And I worked. I still had a full time job, which a lot of people didn't know. I was still mm-hmm. working, you know, forty five hours a week at my job so I could fund everything. So when I moved down, it, everything slowed down, and I had to kind of self evaluate and be like, so you know, why, like, why do this? Why do that? Why, you know, like, so I think it is kind of just taking a look at yourself and being like, how can I improve myself and for all, all aspects of life? And then there's also kind of like the duality with the front cover, like the two different sides, you know, with it being split down the middle, kind of, you can even look at it like that. Cause I feel like my music has always had that duality of like, you have the man and then you have trying to forget you know there's like two different sides you know there's just two different sides to me kind of Mm -hmm. like i'm like go to church but then we'll still like be might be at the club on saturday night you know too like i'm like you know so definitely um yeah and shout out to my man dylan uh greenwood up in seattle did those pictures when he came down to san francisco and then i did the um design for the art like did the mirroring and the um text and all that design for it um man you you just mentioned something like you know the duality and and you know growing up and you know going to church but then also you want to go to the club and like have that yeah that you know that for the lack of better words like some type of a balance right um but it's also like the very realistic view of life you know what i mean it's kind of like um you know i think people forget about that like there's there's 
some people that say, oh, you got to be one side, and then there's other people that say you got to be this side. But at the end of the day, we all are, you know, pretty much the same type of people, and mm-hmm. we deal with those same issues. Like, there are some things that I want to do, and then there's some things that I know I shouldn't do that I still do, and it's kind of finding that Man, balance yeah. in between and learning from it. Um, for you having a project of this type of magnitude, man, like, I'll tell you, the joint that um, I probably like the most – uh, I believe is trying to forget that. Man, thank that, you. Yeah, yeah, man, that record there is just like I don't know. It's something about the production on it. Then like the way you, your flow on it, all of it, it just caught my attention immediately, man. Um, kind of break that record down for us and tell us uh, the thought process behind trying to forget. Man, yeah. So basically, it it kind of revolves around one relationship, but it also takes inspiration from pretty much all the relationships in my life are mainly like some of the, the relationships I've had with like my past girlfriends. And, and, um, when I moved, I was just kind of like not being honest with myself, not being honest with like the women in my life, you know? So I had a lot of situations going on and I just kind of like moved and everything changed and, and there was like repercussions of, of that or whatever. And then, um, when I moved to LA, I had like moved in with my, my like long time on and off girlfriend. And we, we just went through a lot, you know, and like, it was kind of a reflection of like our years spent together. And mm-hmm. then I wrote it right after I had packed up everything and moved back to the Bay. And it was like, kind of like, damn, we had gotten so far, like, look how far we had come. And then it just all kind of broke down type of thing. And, and it, you know, like, um so it talks about like a lot of our beginnings and then a lot of the stuff that like happened recently but there's a lot that, there's so much more I could have said and wanted to say but right. the, the, that song specifically is the one I'm talking about where it's like we eat me and me and my ex even my kind of fight before the album came out just being like she didn't want me to put that album on the song and there was you know a couple of lines that she was like i didn't you know she didn't want people to hear and she knew people would think it was about her that type of thing like it was it was it was tough you know like but it was also like therapy in a way of like i have to say this and like if i don't say it it's affecting my music in a way you know it's right. affecting like um me being honest with my audience and like me being honest with myself too um but yeah so it's 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 about like a relationship you know ending and and all the effort you put into something and and sometimes you just want to be able to like wipe that slate clean you know right, like, right, like right. <laughs> i'm just trying to forget you know but there was a lot of there was the original idea was um I originally had started the song because I, I remember I was just kind of like going through all these feelings of like, I even say it and glowed up. It's like, I remember feeling slept on. I remember feeling dead wrong. Like, it's like all these feelings of like, I remember when there was so many people that counted me out along the way. And mm-hmm. I remember when this person said I couldn't do this. And then I did that. I remember specifically when I put out Broke Boy Syndrome, there was a writer from XXL from portland it was like yeah you're we can't post this because it's you know you're too local of an artist or whatever and then the editor of double xl posted the album you know it was like i remember when they told me it wasn't going to be done and then i went and did it on my own like when people that had the plug didn't shoot you know it was like all so that was kind of the original thing and then right. it more morphed into like 
the rem- like remembering the relationship basically no i got wrong, you man it's kind of yeah no 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 that was actually perfect it, it's kind of like a a testament to number one believing in yourself and number two staying persistent and yeah. also you know to kind of go on your earlier point it's, it's therapeutic man like yeah you know being an artist is not an easy thing and, and you mm-hmm. have to deal with that you know you're an artist but also you're your person and yeah. you know when you are a person real relationships can get affected by you know things that you may say on record or off you know off record that yeah, your fans sure. may you know your fans are only going to take it at face value like oh this is you know this is good music but a family member or ex-girlfriend in this case is kind of like uh, you know i didn't uh, these were personal you know things that happened yeah. but you, so how do you really toy that line man of, of like being someone that stays true to you know your artistry and you try to be as um transparent as possible in your music but also you have that situation where you're, you're dealing with family you're dealing with um friendships and and you know ex-girlfriends and things of that nature how do you really walk that line it's really hard. It really is like a challenge for me that I'm still trying to figure out because I'm always feeling like I could go more deeper on the subject. And there's a lot of subjects that I don't talk about that I never have addressed on, you know, like even last year with my tour, like people don't know that me and my DJ, like we basically got stranded on the last five days of our tour. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's something I never talked about. Like, like our tour manager just let, you know, and was like, we're not going to do the rest of the shows and like left us. Cause there was some, you know, conflict and there, like little stuff like that, or even like the T and E situation or me moving from Portland and, or all sorts of stuff. There's like so much stuff. Like I, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, like there's so much more stuff that I would like to um, touch on, mm-hmm. but I don't want to like, it's hard to like do that and not piss people off. You know, it's like, Drake and Kanye can just say whatever they want because they're so famous. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, say something funny about uh, Rob Kardashian and Black China. You know, like I could make little jokes like that too. But it's like then I have to see these people. <laughs> right. And right. I'm not. You know, what I'm saying I don't have. You know, like whatever it is. It's like there's a bunch of stuff I could go more into, and I think that's like always been a challenge of mine since my album Trouble Man. I kind of figured out that um, that. Uh, formula of like how i want to i stopped trying to rap like double syllable like the lyrical spiritual that type of way and i started to slow it down right rhyme a little bit less and try and say more things like like really speak more about my life and like slow my delivery down my even my rhymes down and just say more you know like and some people don't really get that but ever since then i've been trying to like peel away the layers of like myself and like and i think this album is like reflection of going hard the last 10 years and then having to be like okay well i'm starting to get older i've been putting music first in my life for 10 years and maybe not treating like the people around me as good as i as good as i should have or Mm -hmm. valuing the relationships that i should have valued and like in a weird way god like slowed me down that you know this year with the move like getting all my stuff stolen and and like a bunch of you know a bunch of other stupid stuff just like humbled me and like life just humbled me in in a way of like okay well you know 
I, I don't know, you know, it's time to like be real with yourself type of thing. Right. Right. But still be, but still trying to like be that musician part, you know, be, be taupe. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. So, I think yeah. that, um, I mean, it's only a matter of time. Like, I understand that those are subjects that are near and dear. And I can tell how passionately you uh, just spoke about them, that it is something that you care about. And eventually it'll make it to the music. Um, You know, it's just ways of being creative to do it. I I did want to talk about what you just said, though. The I I really want to go deep and get the story behind you getting stranded. But out of respect of what you (laughs) just said, I'll I'll wait on that. (laughs) But um, the what you just essentially just told me was you, you you're learning how to be a better songwriter like you know as yeah. opposed to doing the figuring out how many syllables you can put in in a bar it's like let me slow this thing down let people hear what i'm saying and, and tell these stories and i think every rapper at some point becomes an artist through their songwriting you know it, it's kind of yeah. you get out of the way of like okay i know that i'm i'm, I'm dope at rapping let me figure out how to be a songwriter where I can tell these stories and, you know, be able to move along. Two artists that you mentioned, Drake and Kanye, they're great at, at telling stories. Like they both can rap and they've had their, their times of when they're, they rapping, 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 but when they slowed yeah. it down and learn how to tell stories and, and use their voice a certain way to make it feel like you're part of the, the conversation it works out, you know, in in a whole new uh, new way. So I, I get it. I understand exactly where you're at. Yeah, I feel like those are the things that stick with you the most. And right. like whenever I'm, whenever I'm listening to music, I'm like, man, that dude is a good writer. When he makes you feel like I did, I went through. I remember going through that in my life too. You know that mm-hmm. feeling too. That's why Drake is is so good at what he does. Definitely, and that's always. I think that's always a goal. Excuse me, as a writer. Um, is just to have people quote your lyrics back to you. And that's something I've seen so far with this EP, especially with how I know, like a bunch of people would just be like sending me one little one liners or two liners. And I was like, that's perfect. That's all I wanted. You know, like I wasn't trying to go crazy on how I know, like that was more of like a laid back joint, but I wanted people to repeat the cool, you know, saying like there was like cool, you know, quotes and people did that. So that was like, I was like, okay, cool. That, that worked out well absolutely um so we talked about this uh right before um you know we started recording but there's plans in the works for you to go overseas man with the music so yeah i I first want to talk about that initial feeling when you find out that people want to hear me across that water like what's that feeling man um well, well, I'm going as an opener too. That's the only reason is I haven't been able to announce the opener because it's it's like two bigger acts and there's contracts and all this stuff. So it's more like people want to hear these people and I have a chance to go roll with them. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. really dope. But it's dope that people want to include that I even have the chance to be thought of in that pool of artists that would go with them. Because it's yeah, that that's amazing. But whenever my music is like i whenever my music travels outside of um portland or the bay or anything like that it's always amazing to see i used to be so stoked when i would see someone from new york post my music like it was the biggest deal or even like even having you i even having you guys post my music in atlanta still is is dope to me now but then like the overseas stuff is crazy and and i'm just excited 
to get out there because I think that my music will have a pretty good reception. And one thing that a lot of people don't know, unless unless you're able to be on the West Coast or like catch one of my shows, like not to toot my own horn, but like my, I have a pretty good live show. Like I kind of kill this shit, the live show right, aspect. Right, right is hella fun for me like i really really like performing and um i always get a lot of positive feedback from my live shows so i think i'm gonna be able to like go kill those crowds out there um yeah so what so what's funny is that we were supposed to be leaving uh august 15th for for the tour for a month over in europe so so the ep was supposed to line up you know drop on friday we'd be leaving on Tuesday. So it was all supposed to, it was all part of like a bigger plan. And I had uh, sent the EP to distribution, got it all lined up for iTunes and everything. And then literally like two days later, I got the call that the tour is being pushed back to October. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like the, it wasn't the biggest deal, but it was kind of frustrating of like, okay, I have this EP lined up and my tour was supposed to come and everything's right, right. kind of been on hold until then. So I'm actually literally just spoke to the tour manager yesterday and we're waiting, got a new, a new set of dates, new venues, and we're just waiting on, um, the final contracts for, for the shows. So gotcha, fingers gotcha. crossed. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's going to work out. It's no doubt. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It's I definitely so. going to work out, man. And just to be across there at the water and see a different appreciation for hip hop, uh, than what it is you know here i mean we appreciate it but just not the same way um overseas man so that's that's the beauty in it man look before we get out of here though bro um tell us i I have this thing that i've been doing right it's this it's called three lazy questions right it's the way i I Uh love to to end all of the interviews so i'm gonna ask you these questions you just tell me the first thing that really comes to your mind all right okay cool so first question what inspires you life uh, yeah, just life mainly. Gotcha. All right. So look, number two, your earliest memory of hip hop. Man, my earliest memory of hip hop probably be, uh, like watching music videos on MTV. Like I remember, like one of my earliest <laughs> life memories is like sitting like crisscross in front of the tv and my mom having to like pull me away from the music <laughs> video like she like picked me up and was like right. pulling me away and i was just like like locked into the music videos but it was you know it was something crazy it was like hammer or like vanilla Ice right right or right bell bib devoe i think bell bib devoe was my first uh tape i ever had gotcha all right yeah. la- last question what would you change about hip-hop if you could Oh, that's a good question. Um, just some of the gatekeepers, some of the gatekeepers that are just in the way. Some of the mm. people that, um, you know, think that they're bigger than the music, but they don't actually even create music and stand in the way of, of like some of the more quality artists being seen. Mm. And, you know, I've kind of seen that through doing PR. There's a lot of writers that are are let their ego get in the way of the actual good music and if if other people aren't posting it or if the pr person they're talking to isn't cool enough or whatever they you know they won't even give music a chance so i think that just i wish that 
you ha- I wish that more people who actually made music were involved on the business side because mm. I think that something hurts it lacks when you have someone who's in the music business but has never made music gotcha. and for me as someone who's taken the time to study who's been a self-taught musician who's you know taught myself how to play piano all this stuff like like that's frustrating to hear someone who's never made music or, or taking the time to put themselves out there as an artist to shoot your music down, you know, cause it's like, it, that part is really frustrating to me or shoot other people's music down too, you know? And, and so that part frustrates me a little bit. Absolutely. Well, look, bro, yeah. it, it's been great, man. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, man. Um, definitely. You know, my line is always open and I got to get out to Cali, man. I know too many people man. in Cali and I've never been. So I, I got to get out to Cali and, and um, you know, chop it up with you and, and have a good yeah, time, man. man. I know it's a beautiful place. I might, I might be back down in L.A. soon. And I, L.A. is definitely worth the trip. There's just so much going on, so much to see. And same with the Bay. The Bay is beautiful and, and got a lot of the, the uh, scene here. Ever since I moved, I've been discovering one artist after another that's right. that's amazing out here there's a lot of really talented artists like on the on the come up in the bay as well but man the trip out to la definitely worth it for sure man well look yeah. uh any final words man the floor is yours tell the people what you want man shout out to uh straight out the den and my man just just for uh you know holding it down for independent artists giving people the time of day you know, doing this for the love and, uh, you know, shout out to everyone out there listening. If you have a second, go check out some things got to change on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, um, title, whatever else. But yeah, thank you guys for, for listening. For sure, man. Well, look, this is the last name good of the Straight Out the Damn podcast. As always, if you guys have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream and work until that dream becomes a reality. I'm last name good. He's tote. We out. Yo. The Straight Out the Damn podcast is powered by the Indie Creative Network.